Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. On Monday, we heard from a lot of listeners with our listener mailbag. And there was one email more that I wanted to share with you. One that's a bit more of an epic story, and one that is leading to another big story. This story we may very well follow up with and have the writer on as a guest after the main event. You'll see what I mean when you listen to this email. I'm going to go ahead and dive right in. This is from Jordan, and the subject line is a bittersweet boat funeral. Hello, Katie. I hope you're doing well. I got a bittersweet thing that's happening in my life right now, and I wanted to share it. In about six weeks, I'm destroying a rowboat named after my father. He died of asthma when I was three. The name is the James Robert Hansen. At 23, three of my friends and I took it from New York to England in a rowing race, won it, and got a Guinness record. At 30, three new friends and I took it from Senegal to Miami, turned the whole project into a science experiment slash student outreach project and rowed for 72 days. On the 73rd, we capsized, rescued 12 hours later, and a day later landed in Puerto Rico. Our sponsor decided to support a boat recovery, and with two aircraft and a 110-foot tugboat crewed by extras from the Pirates of the Caribbean, we managed to find the boat, which was like looking for a needle in a haystack, or perhaps more accurately, a gray car in a parking lot the size of Rhode Island. But we found it. We recovered footage, science equipment, a wedding ring, passports, and a waterlogged boat that, despite our best efforts, got smashed up against the side of the tug. For this and several other reasons, the boat was no longer safe to use again. Named for my father I never knew, and the vehicle for some of the most intense, formative moments of my life, the attachment to the vessel was still intense. I thought I had found a permanent home at the Foss Seaport Waterway Museum. For years, there was a kind woman there named Irla who loved the boat's story. And from time to time, I would go and do a presentation. They grew, new management came in, Irla died, a remodel began, and the boat got put outside for several years. Just before the pandemic, I had planned a meeting with the folks at Foss Seaport to re-engage and see if I could get the new decision-makers excited about the boat. Then the pandemic happened. A few years passed, and it became clear that it would no longer remain at Foss. By this time, the outdoor storage had not done her any favors. A homeless person had been sleeping in her. And for a brief moment, this made me mad. Then I thought about all the shelter the boat had given— and I hoped this person had felt sheltered, at least for a moment, for the storm in their life. It was hard to imagine another museum clamoring for her, so the decision was made to decommission her, which is a nice way to say, destroy her. Even at its simplest, this is a bit more complex than people think. People joked with me, even other crewmates, we could sink her, we could burn her, won't you have a Viking funeral? Fiberglass boats do not make good reefs. They're just litter. A fiberglass fire is even worse. So what to do? The boat was in this position because she had lost her purpose. Too beat up to even be a museum piece. 
The last thing I wanted was to give her to someone who felt they could fix her up. In the adventure community I've been in, I've seen people take boats like this, and it does not end well. She needed one more mission, and hopefully it would be a ridiculous mission. We worked our contacts and decided that her last mission would be to deliver beer for a party for the race to Alaska, a non-motorized race from Port Townsend to Alaska that has a party called the Ruckus. They liked the idea, so that's what we're doing. On May 30th, we will load the boat with beer in Tacoma, arrive a few days later. After the race starts, we will have a jazz funeral slash Irish wake. The boat will row with a bagpipe escort to the boat ramp, to a boatyard where she will be torn apart, put in a dumpster, and ground to pieces, then recycled. On the way back, we'll meet a jazz band on the shore and proceed to a bar for a wake. This boat has meant a lot to me, but also to a lot of people. I've been using this as a way to get the most people who were involved in these projects together. I have no idea who will show up. Whoever is supposed to be there will be. I've hated every step of this since we came up with the idea last August. I would hate it more if I didn't do it. Every step of this is full of so much extra emotion that simple things are heavy and hard. Trying to focus on other projects while I do this has been extraordinarily difficult, and I just can't wait for it to be done. Sometimes I'll send an email or have a phone call, stop, ponder, and then just start weeping. But if I didn't do it in this way that was honest to what we put into these projects over the years, I would be sadder in the end. That being said, I won't get out of being sad. I think this is just as much a wake for my dad as it is for the boat. He never had a wake. My family doesn't do memorials on that side. That was a point of pride as a younger person, a perceived stoicism in my family. But now I think I question that. Maybe that's just what's hard for kids who lose parents. Even if there was a wake, or memorial, one just can't remember enough to have catharsis a body of memories to build a person in one's head to miss. Attaching his name to the boat gave me a sense of a body, in the sense that it shared my dad's name, and I could build a history with this physical thing. But with all times, there is a season of letting go. I hope this will be a bit of catharsis, but I don't know I'll get one. Either way, it will be some kind of relief. Anyway, your podcast showed up in my feed, and I felt compelled to share my bittersweet thing. Thank you so much for that, Jordan. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell.